So, we're going to talk about skin, right? Skin. You have to call it skin. 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 You do. Skin cur. Skin cur. <laughs> Did skin I get cur. Skin cur. Skin cur. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Mar, and I'm delighted to welcome my guest to studio this week. Jennifer Rock, aka The Skin Nerd, is here. And Sarah Hanrahan, who moderates the Icom Undone blog. Ladies, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to start with our favourite game and it's called Six Words or Less. So it's for our readers and our listeners of Her.ie who may not know who you are, so you have to describe yourself in six words or less. And I think we're going to go to Jennifer first. Of course you are. Of course Of course you are. So how would I describe myself? Nerdy, bubbly, little bit nuts, businesswoman, mother, don't know. Aww. I feel the pressure now. (laughs) That was well-rounded. Sarah? Um... Organized, motivated. I can't think of a positive word for somebody who just has a very low tolerance, like, not a low tolerance, but like, I just, I, what's the word for? Can you curse? I'm not curse, but you can curse. Yeah, go on, go. <laughs> like for it. I, I've just a low tolerance for bullshit. Like okay. I don't know how to wor- one That's word not for a that. Curse, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot worse than we could say. A PG curse. Yeah. Low tolerance for bullshit. Okay, we'll count that as one word. Um, I would describe myself as happy and open as well. I would consider myself a very open person, kind yeah. of live and let live type. How many is that now? I'd say we're on about 12. So, uh, <laughs> so we, we might move on from that one, but well done. Very good game. So we're going to get straight into skin. Jennifer, the skin nerd, you offer online skin consultations to people by guiding them through common and more severe skin problems. So the skin nerd itself is still in terms of a business framework quite young, isn't it? So tell yeah. me, how did it come about originally? We were a year old last Monday. So happy birthday! Do you want to sing happy birthday? <laughs> we won't so, sing. Yeah. Just, I can't believe Why it's not? only been a year. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I suppose what happened was I've always loved my career and I was travelling left, right and centre South Africa, America, deadly places and all my friends were like if you put one more Facebook post up about how great your career is I'm going to you know, block you from Facebook and okay. I was like fab if you put one more picture of your child up I'll do the exact same so um, my son, my, are yeah. your friends not like that? All my friends just love their children so much like, there are other things to talk about so anyway yeah. I joined Facebook then as like a I suppose a blogger and just started talking all things skin and it just kind of went from there and then Snapchat was huge about two years ago and I was doing different beautiful human skin around Ireland and just started getting a bit of a following and started really realising that a lot of the people that were watching were just not happy with their skin, didn't know where to go. I suppose just really felt that if they went to maybe a local salon, they'd only have one brand recommended to them and they yeah. felt it was somewhat biased, maybe a little bit more sales pitchy. So then I decided to create an online business that had 50 different brands. It's completely unbiased. My team aren't on commission. There's 14 of them now. It's full time. We've seen 5,000 people in the past year and just get really ready, really rock and roll results for people because it really affects the people feeling themselves. For me, skin isn't vanity. It can be really sexy and pretty, but like you can feel really shitty in yourself. Well, if you, you wear don't your have skin, skin every single day. So yeah. it's so like, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, we put so much time and effort into, say, clothes and things that people kind of then don't really consider skin and hair, even though you wear them every single day. Yeah, so it's so, so important. Yeah. Um, so our, our tagline is the skin's an organ from top to toe. So you should be looking at what you're using to wash yourself with. You should be looking after like children's skin. It doesn't matter what age you are, man, woman, beast. You should you should look after your skin because it does bring confidence. And yeah. my angle is always, well, how much did you spend on your outfit today? And they're like, oh, this is 100 euro and this is 20 euro. And you're like, well, you know, actually, as you say, Sarah, if you looked after your skin, you'd feel better in 
yourself as the person and then clothes are just the accessory on top I'm probably just going to have to be really honest with you from do the I want to know? do I want <laughs> to know I'm going to have to leave I've never had a skincare routine I have never like I don't even your skin looks good oh thank you I, w- well I don't know if I don't know why to be honest with you but I'm trying really hard now to bring in things but it's just so much Jennifer there are so many products on the market people are telling you so many different things and is that kind of what you wanted to do almost if people come to you and tell you like I've got a problem with this or I've got a problem with that and there's nothing you can do you will show them what to do or maybe send them off in a different direction 100% I think unfortunately in the skincare beauty world so much is put into marketing and less about the ingredients or the education and people are just they're just caught it like every single day so we keep being called like the Simon Cowell of skincare and I just get really insulted because I wear shirts all the time and I'm like is my hairy chest coming out like but it's just because we're so like you like we're so straight talking I don't have I mean you just don't know these days Mm. so I just really I have no tolerance for therapists that will say oh this is lovely because it smells nice and you should buy it and I'm like no like cut that all out that's really yeah (laughs) Beyonce no I just I really just feel that I I don't I can't I can't stand it I can't stand over that part of the career so that's where for me it's about training the Nerdettes so my team are called Nerdettes and they're all trained for like eight weeks before they start even though they have to be in the industry for 10 years so they just really know their stuff so if you came online for a consult we would try to teach you how to look after your skin understand your skin wouldn't sell you 15 different things you mm. literally only need like a couple of core ingredients it's like a dinner plate everyone yeah. should have ideally like your carbs your protein your veg on a plate every single day yeah. same with skin you don't need all these crazy eye creams and masks and all that because you know the way sometimes when you're so busy like for example if you just have a really busy day that you decide to just take a nap instead like sometimes for me I'm like I need to get a skincare routine going on I'm the wrong side of 30 just like just and I feel like there's so much in the skincare world that I don't understand about that I've always just kind of gone you know what I'm just going to use a face wipe and just go to bed <gasps> okay I have to go I have to leave that's it no did you know I have my own product called cleanse off mitt that's I, how much I dislike wipes okay they are I the don't, devil I don't skin. use cleansing wipes anymore good answer but I used to <laughs> I know most and of I was terrible now I proper like I try and cleanse and stuff at night but I'm not the best I'm not the best at it but it, if everybody came into you just say I came into you it's obviously very catered to them so you don't have like a structured you should be doing this this and this every single night everybody's different right? everybody's different but there's kind of I suppose there is a common theme that I'd ask everyone to maybe cleanse put a serum on and that's it going to bed and then in the morning time cleanse serum and put an SPF on now what is a serum a serum is basically a lighter version of a moisturiser so if you think about it like your skin is obviously not like we're not supposed to put products onto it like cavemen weren't sitting there kind of lathering on the creams Yeah. so the same situation applies now so like our skin hasn't just changed to dramatically get ingredients in so when you take out like your real thick luxurious product and put it on the skin it ain't gonna go nowhere it's too thick so a serum is just a lighter version with more active ingredients that can actually do something to the skin Okay, I'm, I feel like I'm going to learn a lot in this episode. We are going to come back to skin because we actually put out a call to action. We have questions from listeners Brilliant. for you. Um, but Sarah, let's talk about I Come Undone. Hi. So you are a blogger. Yes. So tell us the how... The dirty word. The dirty word, yeah. <laughs> well, you said that, I didn't. <laughs> how did you start the blog in the first place? Um, I, when I was travelling, I, I went travelling for two years, a couple of years ago. And before I left, I got really into this website that had all these photos of girls wearing their outfits and I'm really into I mean style first and foremost but I did want to kind of expand on that Mm -hmm. so I started my own blog and I kind of thought that you had to do style I don't know I just felt like that was all I saw people doing so that's what I started doing and 
I that's how the name came about was me coming undone and my thoughts and ideas coming out because I knew I wanted to expand I wasn't going to go with just a style name yeah. I also thought you had to have a blog name you couldn't just choose your own okay. I, it was just the way it was back then <laughs> I don't know why um, but it's yeah name. thank you mm. um, and then I expanded on it I knew that I kind of I, I was really into Dublin culture myself and into like when I came back from travelling I got really into kind of exploring the city as if I was still travelling yeah. but in my own city and that's how I got into like kind of exploring Dublin culture and going into restaurants and different things and it that's, what, that's what I love about the site as well like it is different in terms of you know obviously I think the description is lifestyle and stuff but you do event guides you do yeah. listings you do restaurant reviews like it's it's different than kind of the classic blogger yeah. that you would describe nowadays I suppose was that something that was really important to you from the outset it, it became really important to me so basically I kind of went full time with the blog by accident when I was working as a detox nurse with the homeless community in Dublin. I absolutely loved the role, but it just got really complex and there was management issues and I had to leave. So I kind of took the summer to, to, to get my head together. That was two years ago. And then that summer I ended up doing a lot of food styling and food photography because restaurants were finding my social media pages and liked the photos that I was taking from restaurants. Yeah. And I kind of just went from there. But I definitely wanted to, It's really, really important to me to offer quality content. Like, it's so important to me that I'm not just here's a photo of me and here's another photo of me and here's another photo of me. I, I want to produce content, at least try to produce content that's valuable to people. And I wanted to become a Dublin guide for people. I want to kind of, you know, I do have what I would consider to be, I suppose an expertise is probably extreme, but a really good knowledge of the city. And I, I want yeah. to, it was really, I realised that I actually, it was from sharing it that I realised how good my knowledge was in comparison to people maybe who just didn't have a familiarity or, you know, had a million things going on in their lives and didn't have time to explore the city. And I kind of just want to, com- to bring I mean, that to them. And that's the thing, like, I think no matter where you are in the country or even in the world, like sometimes if you're in a place every single day, you stop looking around and you stop realising what's there. And some of the best days I've had in Dublin are when I've gone and done the Viking splash or gone and just being a tourist yeah. in my own city. It is so important. It's so yeah. important and there's so much I think that people can learn from that. You said yourself, it's a bit of a dirty word these Yeah, days. it is a dirty word. It's a very dirty word. <laughs> How does it feel to be in a community that is essentially in the midst of a takedown? I think that if you have your integrity, like from the very beginning for me, my integrity was so important. Um, so I think if you have your integrity and you know you're doing the right thing, like you don't have anything to fear. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't have any issue with kind of anything that's going on. I actually think fundamentally the unsavory practices should be called out. Right. And I do think I, when it first started, I thought that it would even the keel. But I actually do think it is bringing the industry down as a whole because some followers can't distinguish and they're tagging us all with the same they're tiring us all with the same brush you have this idea then that we're all the same and that's it is really disheartening when you've maintained your integrity and you've you've done things the right way it's, it's so are, are you would you get angry at maybe the other ones who are so blatantly disregarding stuff and I mean we're talking about bloggers unveiled yeah. here like it's, yeah. it's the Instagram account yeah. that is on a daily basis hourly I actually don't know how he or she has a full time job because it's constant yeah. streams of of bloggers who are doing things maybe have been doing them like that for a while I particularly wouldn't notice if like the hashtag ad is hidden in a little bra or something like that but I wouldn't be looking for that kind of stuff Yeah I suppose I I think like it is from the outside looking in it can be very frustrating I mean I've had multiple jobs that I've turned down because brands have wanted me to be 
deceitful with the way it is an ad and then seeing other bloggers do it and that is really really frustrating because wow. I'm out of pocket then because I'm maintaining my integrity nobody would have known the difference and then they're getting the money for it see that's something that I don't think a lot of people would yeah. know that it is, it is coming from the brands as well like. yeah but obviously, less so now yeah. in the last year or two but that was definitely something that I saw it's incredibly frustrating because you you know when you're trying to play the long game and you're trying to do things the right way and then you see other people and you know they, they maybe their their following is building quicker or their engagement is better or yeah. they're getting more work you know and then you're it is you kind of have a moment well why am I bothering doing things the right way because if the industry is going to fall apart then I should have just gone hell for leather but I'm not going to do that but sometimes I wonder I don't you know. think I don't think the industry is going to fall apart and I mean like Jennifer maybe you can weigh in on this because your business is an online business so obviously like you know you're out there as the face of your company and transparency is key has it ever been something that you've kind of stopped yourself and gone, oh, am I going to be in fear of being called out for something or or being trolled or anything like that? Is that something that that even concerns you? <clears throat> Excuse me, not really. And it, that sounds, I don't know, maybe arrogant to some, but genuinely very similar. Like, I'm really fortunate that through my agent, I'm contacted on a daily basis for projects that just don't suit my company or my business or my morals or my philosophy. So it's just a really, she doesn't even ask me anymore. It's like, it's just a no, it's a no, it's a no, it's a no. Oh, so okay. I don't work with brands. For me, my company, my skin, my love, that's my baby. So to do an ad is only if I love a brand so much. So I only work with four brands, that's really it. And I'm really open about them. And this because I talked about them for four years before I was even in the social media world. Yeah. And they're like, well, would you work together? I'm like, yeah, great. Yeah, of course, I, and they're yeah. Irish brands, so I want to help. I, I believe what goes around comes around. That's kind of my own lying way to treat business but I don't look at the whole bloggers unveiled thing it doesn't really phase me I do agree that people should become more aware and I see friends like my own friends that wouldn't be in the industry that are kind of taken advantage of and that would be frustrating but I don't I, I don't know sometimes things go too far and I think that's possibly where that particular page has gone so I don't look at it I don't engage in it just keep my nose clean keep myself to myself run my own business yeah. have ethics and go from there I think that's though as you were saying like I think nobody would begrudge somebody making money through advertising I mean at the end of the day like for example the amount of work and time that I put into my social media my blog how like some you know how am I actually supposed to live unless I'm making some money from it and once you're doing ads that suit your narrative you know that that you can be really enthusiastic about because they are something that you're interested in you'll never really get anybody giving you shit for it like yeah. because it is something that suits you and it hasn't come out of nowhere I think people are just getting sick of people promoting anything and everything oh I'm loving this today and I'm loving that tomorrow and it's like I've never heard you talk about you know it's yeah. I think I, because I think people forget that us as bloggers I'm a follower as well as a blogger so yeah. I'm interested in the industry from both sides and so it's you're looking at as it well. as well yeah. yeah I find these like affiliate links quite quite hilarious because they've changed so much first off they're everywhere now it's like the swipe up to buy swipe up to buy it used to be clothes that some of the bloggers were wearing themselves yeah. and now it's just screen grabs of models on this website and it's like you don't, you don't have that yeah. you don't know if that's nice yeah. on or not so I do think but again at the same time everybody has to make money and I've tried to gauge how as a follower of these kind of things it makes me feel when I see something on Bloggers Unveiled or when I see somebody who's maybe being a little bit deceitful um, whether it's intentional or unintentional and it does make me feel a little bit angry like a little bit pissed. it makes me feel really like, angry I'm a little bit pissed off like, I definitely have forgotten to put up hashtag ad or I work with sometimes because I'll be in like a full flow of an Insta story and I'm like sugar I forgot yeah. to do it so I do think that there's some people that are out there that are genuine and make a little bit of mistakes and there's some people that are out there that maybe aren't and business is 
online nowadays, you know, so it's yeah. not it's not like you can say, oh, I'm not going to. Yeah, you have to be. You, you have, have to have an online presence. Exactly. Really, yeah. You have to be in it. Like my business wouldn't exist. Same as you. Like we wouldn't, I wouldn't have a job without social media. Like yeah. my, my company was founded off Snapchat, then Instagram, then just people believing. So yeah. I, I got social media is necessary. I just think that there probably is a better way for us to police it. Just a little bit of integrity, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. What yeah. do you feel as a journalist when you look at the word blogger and social media and influencers? How does it affect you? Oh, I've, I've never been asked the question before. On the spot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. To be honest with you, like, I would say maybe a year ago or so, I was very much not involved in it. So I, I, But now I've met so many bloggers through my work and I've written about them and I've, you know, had chats with them and like this, like I've met them and they've come on the show. And it's definitely changed my opinion of them. I, I feel like the majority of the ones that I've met anyway are doing everything for the right reasons. But the ones who have been absolutely dragged and who are clearly in the wrong, I haven't spoken to. And to be honest with you, I don't know how I would feel if I did speak to them because I do think that at times they've they've been, it's been false advertising, yeah. which is actually not legal. So, and then, yeah, like sometimes I get jealous about the amount of money they get. <laughs> I, literally that, I do wonder though about the amount of money though, honestly, yeah. because I feel like being in the industry myself, like, even for me, it's more confusing for me because I see the girls, you know, making, uh, seemingly making so much money and I'm like, am I doing something wrong? But your, your, your page is not swamped yeah. with affiliate links. Yeah. And or SPs, and yeah. that's like I mean I that's which the is what I want, thing. but I also want the money. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and and also like you have a website, and it's very aesthetically pleasing, and you make this content which is separate, and you're not asking people to pay no, yeah. to find out what gigs are on in Dublin. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I would put you in a different category altogether to yeah. be honest with you so yeah sometimes I do and sometimes it just does infuriate me a little bit but probably because I'm not getting a piece of the pie I can see the disenchantment and the frustration you know and it, it, it does stem I think fundamentally yeah you can put it down to jealousy but it's hard when you know you're working hard as a person and you're coming on and you're seeing these people who are living these fantastic lives off the back of something that you're probably helping them with yeah. you know so I think there's something about being able to relate to things as well like I, I know on the podcast sometimes we've spoken about Kylie Jenner and, and people like this and there's no way that we can in any way understand what their life is but like Jennifer your social media for example like I follow you and at times like your makeup is kind of down your face after a long day and you're just like this is me you're very open and you're very honest about it sometimes it's like glassy eyed insta brows and I can't connect with these women like maybe if they were in front of me and I, I spoke to them but they will not return my emails um, <laughs> maybe if I spoke to them and met with them I would see more of a human side to them but it's like it's the big untouchables that are up there I have no connection with them because I've fallen over on my Instagram stories you know like I've never seen them be human and I just feel like if they were maybe a little bit more relatable I might <laughs> What's hard for me as a business owner is that we obviously have skin so skin is not always pretty and we'd have like before and after photographs and our interaction on our photos is really low like we get maybe a couple of hundred likes and that to 60,000 people on Insta and it's because our aesthetics aren't aesthetically pleasing so I won't put up a photograph if it's too beautiful like that's our thing it has to be a bit rough and ready and real yeah. but it goes against us on Insta because people want that they, yeah. like, they yearn for this beautiful life that isn't achievable it's kind of out of your reach yeah. whereas I, so, so it's a tough one so I've made a business decision that everything has 
has to be about the human. That's our that's our brand philosophy. So it's about you looking after yourself, looking after your client, looking after each other, whatever. But it's all about the human. So there has to be humanity feel to our picture, and it doesn't do well. Like it's so crazy. But like I'll have thirty thousand people watch me on Insta stories every day, but I get a hundred likes on a photo because it ain't sexy. That must be infuriating. So it is, it's a little bit infuriating. But you know what? It goes back to what we said earlier. Like I just have you have to stand by. Like I could sell out, and I could be like, let's just do sexy skin. But it's yeah. not real. What is sexy skin? But the thing There's is, that actually, but I like can really the filters, relate to that as well. Yeah. The Kardashians are the, are the sexy skin. Or it is very frustrating because I think we as followers pass the book constantly to the bloggers. Mm-hmm. But And I, I talk about this a lot on my Insta stories especially. We as followers, we give out about these people or give out about these practices. We don't unfollow. And then we, we say we want real, but you'll see people posting real photos, posting photos, you know, where they don't look maybe perfect. And the photos will bomb they won't get much engagement so but yet you'll get the photo of the girl looking fantastic in her bikini with the sun hitting her face and she'll get loads of likes like they obviously feel pressure but realistically but they're, they're hitting that algorithm as well they need those this pictures this is what I was going to say if they, yeah. if, I would love to actually see if they put and sometimes people put the photos up where you know the cellulite looks really strong and the, their hair is really greasy and they you know they do a positivity caption and that garners loads of likes yeah. but the difference between somebody putting up the unfiltered with no kind of look at me I'm natural and I'm empowered yeah. The difference between just putting up a normal photo or a natural photo and not making a big deal about it versus putting up the that filters. That is such a good point. When you do see a natural image or when you do see lumps and bumps or, or anything that's not as appealing as like Sunset and Bali, everyone's like, this is the real me. Yeah, I'm exactly. not apologising. They make a big, deal of, you make a big, deal you make a big song and dance about it yeah. and then you get the interaction because the caption's like, look at my cellulite. But all wow. my Instagram photos are that. All my photos of me online aren't filtered. They're just me with whoever I'm there with on the day. And the common comment, the common reply I'll get on Insta stories is God you should lose a bit of weight or I can't oh. believe you have a spot because you're the skin nerd but it just doesn't bother me so I know but this oh, is why Jesus I like God. skin not so much but pressure my, well, I don't like I used to really really care it used to bother me yeah. of course it'd be lie to say it doesn't and sometimes it still does affect you if you're tired and you're like oh okay I should have gone to the gym or why did I bother putting myself out there but, because you know you don't have that's just real so like I don't like I just think I generally choose to be in a community where I don't look at the filters I, I enjoy my friends that would put them up and their pretty pictures and that's all I take it for so I just I just tend to park and it doesn't bother me I yeah. just don't get down, I, I just really don't dwell on can it. Can I ask a question? Because the two of you seem to be um, obviously in the industry and um, you kind of seem to both have the same values and integrity when it comes to your own business. So if you're at events, for example, or if you're like out and about and you see somebody who's like getting a lot of abuse online or, or you see someone who's maybe not being forthright with their followers, how do you engage with them? Like, do you chat about your businesses? Do you talk about things like this? Or or do you just go, hey, I've great do- picture? I've done it all. I've, I've avoided them. I've talked to them and avoided the topic and I've talked to them and broached the topic. I've done all. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what's it like when you've broached the topic? If you broach it in a very, I mean, it's, it's not my place to, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the, nobody you know, is obliged to talk mm. to me. And I think if you went up to somebody, all, you know, all gung-ho and attacking them, it, it's yeah. never, like my approach in life, I, th- I think that if you go in with that attitude, people just shut down, so there's yeah. no point. I've broached it in a very, as respectful as you can be sort of way and then let them carry the topic if they don't want to talk about it. But I've talked to people and they've been open about it. Just out it. of like a little bit of maybe intrigue. Yeah, like that's like, what, it, what I would be coming I'd kind at. of broach it and then, oh, you know, I saw that you were getting this online. I'd, I'd broach it, I'd, I'd allow them to sort of carry it in whatever direction they wanted to. I just think like attracts like, so I just don't 
entertain it, pay attention to it. Yeah. I surround myself with people that are similar minded. All my real friends that are also on social media are of the same business yeah. mentality and just have that. I don't know core value so I really just don't entertain I just don't I sound so ignorant I just don't no, even talk about it so it's really time consuming yeah. I keep going if, if in my I, own business if mm. I end up on that page I never come away feeling I mean obviously for me it's very hard to read the comments uh, being so aggressively negative about bloggers as a whole mm. uh, you know and, and feel you know they're not obviously talking about me specifically but it's still very hard not to take it personally because you know it, it does create you're confident in yourself so like I've, I've I'm not on it but I've been on another friend's phone I've looked at it and I literally I think I, I swear to God I think I've looked at it three times I'm like oh it's just nothing to do with me it's like it's like reading about the Kardashians and their bum implant I'm never yeah, going to get one so I didn't read it so when somebody never talks never, about never babe well do you know what I mean <laughs> I read one more comment no, but like I generally I just think that's I, I think that there's so much conversation about the page that just like just, just if you're happy like, yeah. We're both happy in our own world, yeah, exactly. our own business, our own morals, our own way. We have our own manner. People come to watch us that are similar mentality. So just leave everyone else be. And you kind of touched on something there, which is really interesting. Like you don't actually come away from watching bloggers unveil feeling feeling in any way better. It's no. that you don't achieve anything. Like it is a takedown page. You know what I mean? So like you're taking people down no matter what. I wouldn't mind if it went away tomorrow, to be honest with you. Although I would have no content left to talk about. <laughs> so um, like I think yeah, I'm I'm somewhat sick of it, but I suppose naturally it does come up because it's now whether we like it or not, it is part of the industry. So yeah, it's just exactly. another element of it. Mm. As a blogger, you know, it's one of those things. Right, let's park her or him, whoever he or she is. We'll find out one day and it will be front page news. Right, we are going to take a quick break this week for our Spotlight interview. Anna O'Rourke, a writer for Her.ie, joined us to talk us through our new on-site series, which delves into the world of women who are making a fuss in business. I'm joined in studio now by Anna O'Rourke, one of our writers here at Her.ie. And she's here to talk about an exciting new series that we have running on site. It's called Make a Fuss and it's about women in business. Anna, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you. So tell us about Make a Fuss. How did the actual, how did the name come about to begin with? Because Make a Fuss is kind of an interesting phrase. Yeah, and you wouldn't necessarily think it means something got to do with women in business straight away, but it makes a lot of sense. So our publisher, Gillian Fitzpatrick, came up with, the phrase just kind of in response to the idea that women and young women have traditionally always been taught to be seen and not heard and be polite and you know not maybe not speak up or interrupt people or whatever it is we just want to do away with that idea like if you've got a good idea if you've got something to say make your voice heard you know if people aren't listening make a fuss go out of your way to to get things done and don't feel you have to avoid stepping on people's toes or be good or be proper or polite or whatever it is. You know, everyone has been in a meeting where someone has spoken over them yeah. or who has maybe taken their idea, which is such a dick move, but it happens. Or Such a dick move. Yeah. yeah. And people will do it unashamedly yeah. if you don't say your thing loud enough. Someone else will say it for you and get the credit. So mm-hmm. you may as well stand up and just make your voice heard. I think the thing that I really like about this series, business women are definitely featured a lot um, across the media landscape, but I feel like it's kind of the same names that are that are popping yeah. up, you know? And I mean, it's it's incredible and they're really well-established business women and it's incredible to hear their stories and stuff, but I don't know if a lot of women around the country, particularly younger women, can relate to perhaps business women who are so established now and who are just kind of smashing it up so is it that you are trying to find maybe the stories that haven't been told yet yeah so I mean as you say that we see the same names all the time which is great but you look at somebody who's had an incredible education or an incredible start or whatever it is and you might not see yourself in them you know and it 
as a young person, it might be really hard to say, oh, that's amazing, but where do I go to get there? Whereas like speaking like I have to ordinary women who are moms or people who've given up one career and taken a risk to go and do something else or maybe even later in life started something. It's a lot more um, inspiring is such a stupid word, but it is more inspiring to hear people who are, you know, who've taken a risk to do something or who are just ordinary people like you look at like really successful people you're like god I couldn't do that but then you hear they started in their bedroom or this was a hobby and they turned it into a business or they took a chance or it wasn't going to work out and then they kept at it and it did that's a lot cooler than like I was top of my class and then I was this and then I was a CEO yeah I think some some business people like you see they've had a very clear path Mm. and they were always going to succeed in business so it's almost the stories that maybe haven't been the top billing which which I find really interesting so one of the one of the women that you want to talk about um, is Ashling Byrne she's 25 and she's from Dublin so tell us about why her business kind of struck a chord with you it's to do with fast fashion isn't it yeah so um, she was a student in Trinity um, studying music I believe and just like anyone else she was going out all the time wanted new things to wear all the time you know student lifestyle whatever and she kind of came to realise through doing charity work just how dark the world of fast fashion is so like the things that we go into the shop and pick up for a couple of euros you know they're not the best from where they come from or we don't know where they're coming from exactly really. yeah. and the the people who make them we don't know what they go through the environmental impact actually yeah. we don't know just how much um, of an impact like a t-shirt has on the environment or yeah. a new jumper or whatever so she got to know all of that kind of stuff and felt a little bit guilty and a little bit horrified at her habits and looked around and saw that everyone was the same as her and she thought well what can I do to to make this better Yeah. so she knew that the world of sustainable fashion was a little bit out of reach for students who maybe don't have that much money or whatever. So she went and started swap shops in Trinity yeah. and it grew and grew and she took it online and it kept growing. And now it's its own business. So people share clothes and it's like having housemates. You take your housemates top to go out instead of buying a new one. It's like that on a much larger scale. So they all get together. Girls lend a dress or lend a top or whatever and uh, everyone saves money and saves the world a little bit as well. It's such a good idea Mm. because like that, like me and my friends would do that. Like we would all, now our swap shops wouldn't be, you know, as nice I'm sure as Ashling's. We would literally chuck everything on a bed and be Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, are you throwing that away? Amazing. And we would just swap it. We've been doing that for years. Yeah. Like literally we would do that every, every once in a while. So obviously what she saw aside from the fact that it is helping the problem that we all have with fast fashion and also the environment as well she saw something in the market that wasn't being utilised essentially and And it's such a no brainer when you think of it so she was just like right there's something I can do here and from speaking to her you can tell straight away she's not motivated by money or by anything else she just literally wants to make a difference which is really, really nice. And did she talk about um, kind of the pressures of being a young woman in business? Has she talked about maybe the barriers that she's faced in terms of, you know, getting money and getting finances and getting backed in that way? Yeah, it's interesting, especially when it's something that's not a clear cut sell, like she's not yeah. selling a product or whatever. She's selling an idea and trying to change people's habits. So it's a little bit trickier. Um, but one thing she brought up that was really interesting was the fact that she has pitched to so many people looking for funding or whatever and um, oftentimes when there's an older man on the panel he'll listen to her as a young woman and say oh that's interesting you're pitching something about fashion I'll ask my daughter or I'll ask my granddaughter or my niece or whatever 
which is something she said she found really frustrating. She's yeah. like, I know my area. I know these people. This is the market I work in. I've done a lot of research. You know, I know my stuff right. and they don't trust her. Like she's coming to them for business experience and guidance and all the rest of it. And they're going, mm, yeah, that's nice. But let me just run it by a woman first. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to kind of, it's hard to even think about a way around that. I think some of that is cultural that Mm. I'm hoping that like with a series like this is going to eventually fade away. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, young people won't experience that. But in in terms of like speaking about young people, there was another article that I really kind of liked and it was why age is a barrier and an asset for this 25 year old CEO. So this was another lady that was featured in the Make a Fuss series and her name is Emer McManus. So tell us about what she has going on. I'm so inspired. I feel like I need to start a business after this. (laughs) It'll get you fired up. Yeah. yeah. So she is just same as um, Ashling she was studying she did um, a little bit of work experience over in London with the PR agency um, just to finish out her her placement in college. And she found that she just loved it. Yeah. And um, she kind of caught a bug for digital media um, and found that she was good at it kind of more or less by accident. Um, won this company that she was working for quite a lot of contracts with um, big brands and she just kept going. So she was supposed to stay there for, I think it was six months. She ended up staying for two years. And then after that, she went back to college to the University of Limerick, finished her work there, kept working for brands and the work started to just pile up and she realised that there was an opportunity here. So she started sharing the work with other freelancers who would do um, brand work online for for these really big brands. And it just turned into a company, like accidentally, kind of. So, yeah. And I suppose we were talking about there kind of the barriers that some women faced. She talked about her age in particular. So, I mean, is this something that you're seeing if you were interviewing kind of women who are quite frequently are starting their businesses when they're just leaving third level education or they kind of get the idea when they're in university and then they're moving on? Um, So ageism is alive and well, it seems. Mm, Yeah, it's interesting. You think you might have a leg up because you're young and energetic and fresh. And in terms of like, especially with Emer's story, digital media is a young person's game. Yeah. And yet people will come into a meeting with her and they'll look at, say, a colleague of hers who is actually working for her, but is a little bit older than her and they will think that he's the boss. So they'll right. speak to him first. And she laughed oh, it off. Oh, that's so frustrating. Yeah. yeah. So she laughs it off and she's like, oh, look, it's fine. I know my worth. I know what I'm doing. But it must be hard to bite your tongue when, because someone is maybe male or older than you, they're getting the credit or the respect that should be yours. Absolutely. Mm. Um, So this series, we've kind of, it's still in its infancy, I suppose you could say, Mm. Um, but you're you're getting inundated with people who want to be a part of it. And I suppose we want to do a call to action as well. So um, we want people to get in touch if they are a woman in business or if you know somebody like this. Um, I suppose not, not necessarily out of the mainstream but maybe some Mm. of the industries that aren't exactly covered as much and I think that's really interesting I think there are women doing incredible things in different industries now that aren't always covered by the media I suppose so we really want to talk to those women as well don't we absolutely yeah I mean it's it's there are so many people doing just interesting things in fields that you wouldn't think a woman would be in Mm. and they're the people we want to speak to or women who've had maybe a setback or had a change of lifestyle or career or something if you've got an interesting story, regardless of what the business is, we'd love to hear about it. So um, people can contact me. They can email me at Anna at her dot e. Anna uh, at me her dot ie if you want to make a fuss. And can we get your phone number as well? No. <laughs> Not a hope. <laughs> okay, cool. I was just checking. Anna, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs>
Oh, I thought you were going to give us the digits. I thought he was going to as well, Jesus. <laughs> really? <laughs> Trusting. Okay, so we are back with the Skinner, Jennifer Rock, and with Sarah Hanrahan of I Come Undone. So, we're going to talk about skin, right? And we are going... Skin. You have to call it skin. Skin. You do. Skin cur. Skin cur. Did I get that? Skin cur. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say that again. So, so I asked people, I asked listeners, I asked friends of the show to get in touch when they heard that you were coming on the show. They were very, very excited. Now, this is when I'm going to use a little bit of technology, and I don't know if it's going to work or not. So, we will see. So, first up, this is from Louise. What I would love to know is how you actually get rid of blackheads for good. There's so many products on the market that claim to get rid of them, but let's be honest, they don't work. So, does it mean getting a ton of facials and spending all of my earnings on those forevermore? I really don't want to. So, what's the secret to getting rid of blackheads for good? Ooh. Good question. Yeah. I, just love, I love her voice as well. Yes. I can like listen to her all day. And um, that was a question that came in from Louise. So blackheads, yeah, they there's suck. Two things. So there's blackheads, and then there are sebaceous filaments, and most people confuse too. So a blackhead is basically like a little plug of black, and you squeeze it, and out comes like a little hard waxy solution most people don't have those okay so most people have what are sebaceous filaments so it looks like you know when you look at a strawberry and it looks like little black kind of dots yeah on your nose that's what most that's what a strawberry nose <laughs> most people have that so that's a sebaceous filament so they're just usually caused by makeup or not cleansing properly or just not looking after your skin not putting the right ingredients inside the body and everybody calls them blackheads most but they're not do. actually yeah okay yeah it's a common misconception so no you don't have to get facials upon facial upon facial it goes back to and I know this sounds so pluggy so I don't mean that it doesn't have to be us but go to a console um, and just have someone say, right, it's a blackhead, it's a sebaceous filament. So if it's this, it, whichever it is, you treat it differently. Yeah. Um, and then just go from there. But there's a common ingredient she should look into, which is called salicylic acid. So we call it sali, sali for short, okay. much easier. Um, <laughs> salicylic acid, as you'll know then from your background, is that it's a, re- a relative of aspirin. So it just has, the, it's anti-inflammatory, but it has the ability to dissolve oil. So whether it's a sebaceous filament or it's the blackhead, it'll dissolve the oil. Um, but you need it in a, it's kind of nerdy I know this I'm so sorry so you use technology I'm going to give technology back that's okay um, to be honest with you I'm quite surprised that worked so uh, I'm, no, I'm very proud uh, yeah, thank you thank you so much no so um, definitely salicylic acid is great to dissolve it you can get it in lots of different brands that are available in pharmacy okay. now and figure it out because not everything is a blackhead then yeah I didn't know that there so you yet. go Talk I'm tip. learning so much now this comes in from Sharon I think it's about a different type of head <laughs> I'm sorry I'm going to cut that out I would like to know what is the cause of getting little white heads around your nose like you wake up in the morning time and there's just white heads in the creases of your nose what is the cause of that the they're white actually heads. What sebaceous are they? filaments those little like they're so do you ever do it there's such a satisfying feeling you've had a hard day take your bra off best feeling ever any boys in the room you don't understand it i know so oh, sorry for know. you i don't know well it's very true so anyway you squeeze you squeeze and out comes like little white worms and they're fantastic it's the most amazing feeling oh. but oh. no it's sexy I it's brilliant this. it's not sexy so you don't watch those um pimple popper no. videos oh, yeah i mean some of them are just absolutely grotesque slash like just wrong yeah <laughs> but anyway so they're the same things same as those thing but um, I can't remember the name of the lady it was Sharon Louis. Sharon sorry mm. so Sharon had said um, that she cleanses properly so many people say to me oh I have a really good skincare regime and they're like oh I'm, I'm using brand X and brand Y and like but that's not good for your skin or that's not good for your particular skin so I just think that 
people often think they've tried inverted commas everything but they haven't right. so she should potentially again go somewhere for someone to say yay or nay that's all it should be okay and even I th- Instagram messages people send photographs in all the time of what they're using and they just go my skin's oily I'm like well hell to the no use that then Yeah. so it's just awareness so it's just about knowing because I think she was asking as well and I kind of agree with her like you go to bed with a clean face thinking that you've done your best and everything's cleansed and then you do you wake up with those so and most people tend to overwash and over exfoliate so if you overwash or over exfoliate it's like stripping like the I don't know the varnish off a wood table like you're taking that protective layer away so that's what can also lead into creating more oil because your skin is supposed to have oil on it think of a little baby skin they have like you rub their skin it has a little bit of a slip in it it's not shiny but it has got a bit of a lubrication there Yeah. so the problem is that we're trained um, lots of the massive brands teach us to cleanse tone exfoliate regularly and I just think toning strips the bejesus out of your skin and then exfoliating if you do it too much you actually take all the oil not all a lot of the oil away and then your skin panics and it creates more oil so it's like you're feeding this constant battle so you think you're helping by washing and exfoliating and toning but you could actually be feeding into the very problem that you're conscious of wow okay does that make sense it yes, actually does. It, does it actually does Thanks. make sense this next question then comes in from Caroline and I don't think it's about any kind of heads good <sighs> I feel like after a hard week in work my skin is so dry looking so and I drink a lot of water and I eat a lot of fruit so are there any kind of even home remedies or kind of affordable masks that I could use just on a Saturday morning to kind of spruce me up for the week the amount of clients Aww. that say to us oh she my sounds so sad really yeah. <laughs> it's okay we're going to fix you we're going to um, fix you but aircon can be I'm, like I'm so not the skincare expert but mm. I think aircon yeah. can be a big thing for people in work massively and like actually if you put um, do you guys work at a computer you obviously work at a mm. computer so much so do we so I leave a little glass of water beside the computer and by the end of the week the water's gone down because obviously water evaporates but computers definitely take a lot of water from your skin naturally what so she's a computer worker <laughs> I'm sorry how, you've got to give up the day job go to my bed <laughs> and live on a beach how do computers take water from you listen now I'm a skin nerd I'm not no computer nerd no there is there's an article we wrote oh I must have written it about two years ago now at this stage but there is a technical reason behind it I'm not actually losing my mind Okay. but going back to her question so many people say to me oh my skin's really dry and I'm like do you eat fish and like yeah no my skin's dried like a moisturiser I'm like yeah no but do you eat any fish and they're like I'm vegan I'm like fantastic what about nuts Um, my point is that you have to hydrate the skin inside people are obsessed with a quick fix they want a sheet mask they want a hydrator they want a serum they want I don't know all these kind of magic lotions and potions but you got to look at your skin um, like an organ so we always ask people to look at their skin like a tree so if you think about it if I was to go water a tree or you know plant a tree I'd look after the roots and the soil and where it's bedded in yeah. I wouldn't just look after the leaves so the same concept applies to skin so your skin grows inside and comes out if that makes sense so you need to look after the body inside out rather than outside in so if she eats more like essential fatty acids so your avocados your nuts your seeds your fish your oil then that'll actually lubricate the skin more inside and deeper rather mm-hmm. than just slapping on a sheet mask and running around and getting a quick fix for a Saturday but I'd rather her have good skin seven days of the week than just a Saturday morning. Now. <laughs> there you go. Now, Caroline. Does that make sense? There you go. I get that. And I think we'll have time for one more. This is from Emil. I'm just wondering what the best product to use for an oily T-zone because when I put my makeup on in the morning, it's sliding off by lunchtime. Also, like after a rough weekend or, you know, stress or whatever, when you get like a really bad breakout of kind of like acne like sore spots what's the best product to use to when it's already appeared how do you kind of fix that and what should you use 
So the oiliness is a really common complaint and I generally do believe it comes back down to finding out why she's oily. Is she oily because she's over exfoliating or is she oily by by genetics? Yeah. And once we know that, then we have a long-term plan. Okay. Um, but The oily T-zone is something that happens to a lot of people. So it would be yeah. like a common kind of skin complaint that you would see, I'd say, is it? Is it? Absolutely. But yeah. most people tend to put like clay mask after clay mask after clay mask on because they have this kind of psychological need to take away all the oil. But it goes back to what I said earlier that you're then taking too much oil away. So you're kind of constantly... Yeah. keeping these clay mask businesses in business right so for me it's about finding out why she's oily but then for the short term there's a vitamin I'm obsessed with vitamin A like vitamin A in a serum format which means it's light and sticky rather than a nice thick moisturiser vitamin A is an ingredient we all have naturally inside us but through light diet I don't know living breathing um, it tends to like our reservoirs diminish and that has the ability to balance out your natural oil levels that you're making so that's something that would wow. help rather than like a quick hoover of a, of a clay mask okay. and then her question with the passport spots like I call them do you know the ones that literally do 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 have yes. like a little heartbeat um, so there's a product called acne out lotion that has no acids in it that you can use on a spot it dries it up but not I don't know if you guys remember when we were I would have been in secondary school around the same time you were and you'd put a product onto a spot and it would dry out the spot so much it looked like a cornflake. So it was almost better to have the spot because the cornflake was yeah. just... The and then you couldn't cover it with makeup no, then. Yeah. I mean, I used to put toothpaste on That was a thing. Spots. Is that last night? <laughs> <laughs> I used, you to, used to, like 12 hours ago. Meaning like, yeah. No, but that's it. It was always a thing. If you put a bit of toothpaste on it, it will dry it out. It does. And then it will just fall off. But like then you're left with a scar maybe? Yeah. Or, I don't know. post inflammatory hyperpigmentation. That's the posh way to say the red mark Mine after now. a spot. Mine now. Yeah. Say that Show again. it off. Show Oh, no. post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation so if you actually look after the spot how do I describe it vitamin A will mean that you balance out your oil level so you're less likely to get a spot can never promise you won't get a spot but you're less likely to get it and when you get it it won't stay as long won't be as large so it's not going to leave a large mark afterwards so it's kind of for me it's, it's the root of the, it's the root of the tree analogy again it's going back to the root rather than always trying to polish the leaves let's get let's fix this bad boy deep and down wh- and what was that product that you were going to say there but then we started the one with? acne out acne lotion. out lotion that's only a short term that's not going to fix fix okay. the skin but that's like if you've got a spot and it's tomorrow and you got a date or you're going somewhere nice or you just want to feel better in yourself pop it on yeah and it's clear so you can put it on during the day I walk around the office all the time with all sorts of concoctions on my face what's your ratio of like women to men do you get a lot of male I love this question yeah so out of the 5,000 people we've seen we've seen nearly 1,000 male okay So, and I think because we're online so all our consults are done through like FaceTime, Skype, WhatsApp video so they just don't feel there still is which I wish there wasn't but there still is a stigma where men might not necessarily feel comfortable going to their local salon well I, I so wonder about it because like sometimes I feel embarrassed about like being open with the fact that I don't have a skincare routine I'm going to book in with After you today. Jennifer yeah, yeah, I'm going to book in with you and have one but like there's a couple of lads in here do you have a skincare routine? Wash my face with soap. Okay. Soap, 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 and nothing is what we got there. So, Fantastic. I mean, soap. I think yeah. soap is better than nothing, though, right? Um, it depends on the brand of soap. So, with soap, okay. So your skin is a yeah. Just leave. <laughs> so your your skin is acidic, and soap is alkaline. The other end, the pH scale. So if you use too much of the other end, it tends to like dry out the skin. But you're probably going to have beautiful skin if I touch it now and just make an absolute liar. Also, he's me. 21, so, so he's got well, good skin. Well, you have four years to go. That's a really good point. So most people think that anti-aging skincare should start at 40. Like you walk into Ben Thomas, and people think, oh, I've got you know you know whatever 10, 15 years left to go. But from 20 
25 onwards, your natural collagen and elastin, which are basically your youthful proteins, okay. are breaking down. So you've got four years, then you're aging. Dear mid, <laughs> yeah. four years. Up and then we got to start. But I mean, it's just an interesting point that I find, like, you talk about skin as an organ and you talk about how important it is and we have to mind it and stuff. And so men have the, that too. They but do. it seems like they don't talk about the sheet masks and the collagen under eye things at all, really. But for me, it kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning. I really just believe there are key ingredients everyone needs. So vitamin A, vitamin C, antioxidants, SPF. So if you have that, it doesn't yeah. matter what, where you're at in the world or what your skin is. That's just like feeding your body with goodness inside. You're going to do yeah. it outside. But like my son is 14 and he's the biggest diva you'll ever meet in your whole life. Really? Cleanses, serums, eye creams, masks, facials, lance. Like it just does it all. Amazing. And he looks about two. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, what's your skincare routine? What do you do? Um, I've got, definitely gotten better over the last few years. I go for facials regularly. Um, I used to what be... facial do you get? I get, a, I get a mix. I go to a lady in town, Ivana Breen, in a, oh, a kid, I love she's Ivana. amazing. Yeah. She is amazing. So she kind of tailors for what I need. Like, she, like I like that, but it's not a set. Yeah. Similar to what you said, like, nothing, like, no one size fits all. So I'll go into her every couple of weeks. She's really, really good. And that's definitely helped give me a good base to start with because I used to get, not breakouts, but just sort of those kind of standard, like, lumps and bumps. One thing that really worked for me personally was cutting out dairy as well. I know that was a lot, like, a lot of people have that issue. I was just getting, I couldn't get rid of these bumps and I read online that cutting out dairy could help and I did that and I haven't looked back. That was two years ago. I'm not really, really strict on it as in, you know, if I'm out and there's dessert or something, but I mostly would not eat dairy now and that definitely has helped for me as well. We haven't really spoken about diet, yeah, but I'm sure that diet plays into your skin health in a a huge way, obviously. Massively, massively. So again, going back to the tagline, the skin's an organ and using the tree as your analogy. If you're stressed or you're tired, you're not sleeping like you see it or if something stressful happens in your life, you often hear people say, oh, they went grey overnight, but the same happens with your skin. You look dull, you look lethargic. Yeah. So it's, it generally is just about putting good nutrition onto your skin. So that's my frustration in the skincare world that there's so many brands that are just based on like their ratio of ingredients is 5% and then the amount of money they put into packaging could be like 60, 70, 80% and you're like, so you're paying for the sexy gold bottle or the beautiful kind of feminine shape of, or it smells fabulous but yeah. like what what, what is are you it? actually doing for somebody's yeah. skin? Yeah. yeah. So they were all questions that came in from listeners but I have one I question before we move on and this is just my own question and I don't think that there's an answer for this but what do you do to combat dark circles because I'm very tired and I work way too much and she's going to say sleep (laughs) if it's going to be sleep like I'm sorry I'm going to need something better from you because I don't (laughs) sleep well so there's nothing I can do but I mean I know like honestly like the next thing I'm thinking is Botox I'm looking at you and you don't have dark circles though and it's really good makeup on I've got a lot of makeup on yeah I put a huge amount of makeup on this morning yeah but I just I do like is it you no my mother literally has the best skin and she but never has dark circles so I don't know I think it did is Did you have them as a child or as a teenager or is it generally just in the last few years? I feel like it's in the last few years yeah and I mean it probably is a, a part of getting older as well and I don't drink enough water and I know that I'm so bad for that, well. so bad for that. but the other yeah. thing is that if I drink loads and loads of water I have to pee all the time and I've got so much work to do that I actually can't be running out to the bathroom all the time as well so you know I'm very bad at this and this is why I'm going to book in with you but yeah dark circles I know there's no quick fixes but is there anything that people can do there isn't there isn't a quick fix but again it's kind of figuring out is this just the way you're genetically programmed is this something you've had since birth is it that your bone starts to shrink in your cheek area yeah. from when you're 25 onwards so is it that is it that the skin is becoming thinner and your dark circles are now more apparent is it that you're blocked up with this limbs? is all terrifying <laughs> <laughs> just leave <laughs> but, uh, yeah. just go to the toilet and drink more water yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> um, amazing so obviously 
the skin nerd there's so much information that people can get online we actually were going to talk about a bunch of other stuff but what did I tell you I told you is that sometimes we're just going to go off on a tangent yeah. I do want to ask what's coming up next for you guys so Sarah I come undone the blog it's going so well so do you have any big plans that are in the pipeline no, not specifically, just kind of trucking along. I've got a few exciting collaborations coming up and working with different food brands and stuff, which is, I love kind of working with creatively with different food brands and yeah. food photography and stuff. So in terms of any massive change, not really. I feel like I found my niche and it's interesting because I only it's started doing... It's a great doing, niche. Like you your niche is, I think you should keep doing exactly what you're doing, thank like you your much. event guides and everything like that. Your name is the name that comes up when we're talking about that kind of stuff and on the editorial team. So... You've definitely like onto something that isn't really being tapped into. Yeah, like I think. as far as I know, I'm the only blogger doing it. Obviously, websites and and but as far as I know, I'm the only blogger doing yeah. Dublin events or Dublin culture. So it's funny because I only started it basically last year. I asked people what they wanted to see more of, and I was sharing a lot of Dublin culture from my own life on Insta stories and things like that, but wasn't really sharing it in any sort of a kind of tangible way you know regularly online or on social media so people asked me to do events posts or no they didn't ask me to do events posts they asked me to sort of talk about Dublin events and upcoming events and I decided I'd start the weekly events posts I think I underestimated how much work they would be yeah. but I do really enjoy sharing them like the response from people is amazing and it's I've had people say they've lived in Dublin their whole lives and they haven't known it better since they've started it's reading my great. events posts if you haven't yeah. seen it like go on if you're, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen uh, the blog and if you haven't read the events guide go and look at it it's brilliant yeah like, and I do honestly. a mix like I try, I really try to share a, a really good array of you know different interests for events and stuff there's some events that I m- might necessarily interest me but yeah. I know other people are going to love them I also am really conscious about different budgets I, there's free events free, there's always yeah. free events yeah. always and I would try to focus more on you know I won't put events up if I think they're too expensive yeah you know it's I don't want to kind of put people off I don't want you know things to be unachievable but yeah it's I think since starting that like it's funny in the last couple of months people who've followed me since I've been doing them are really surprised to hear that I've only been doing them for six months wow. you know and it has been it was something when I started like anything I've started I've always followed through my, my monthly food posts I started them three years ago and I still continue them so I think moving into something more tangible like events and food and stuff it, I, it has helped it has helped me grow and it has helped me keep an interest in what I'm doing because you know you feel uninspired sometimes when you're constantly trying to come up with content whereas at least I know I'm providing at least somewhat valuable content to people every single week yeah so. and you get that interaction from your followers yeah which is, people love it and yeah. I think the fact that I'm trying you know I'm the fact that I really put a lot of effort and time into my blog I think is how I avoid getting you know nastiness online is I do have I hope or I, I, I seem to have quite a lot of respect for my followers because of the work that I put into it so exactly. I'm lucky it's, in that way yeah it's a brilliant yeah. blog I come undone go and check it out if you haven't and of course follow Sarah on all of her social medias as well she's very good as well tell us did you go and write a book yes the book so the book is coming out in September mm. so that's exciting and then what's the name of the book the book is called oh, The Skin <laughs> Nerd <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we just changed the name of the title recently so now it's got is The Skin Nerd but um, as I was asking change it because the other title was particularly long okay. and I just felt I wanted to be like a little bit that's true, and yeah. snappy yeah um, and that's what you're known as the skin nerd yeah you know? so simple. to the point yeah and then obviously for us the consultation isn't like a consultation it's like a secret club so you can get a consult with us and then you come through to our secret website but you only gain access to the website if you've had a consult okay and the reason for that is I don't want to be an e-commerce site that kind of says right Sarah go buy whatever you think I want it to be controlled so Sarah for example comes get a consult with us she'll only have access to the products that we think are right for you so I'm not trying to you know 
overwhelm ourselves too. Exactly, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Not, that's the entire opposite to what we're about. But yeah, so we're actually launching like webinars and we've like, um, I suppose just lots of value add. We have face-to-face and events and we've lots of different kind of cool things happening in our club. So yeah, I'm excited. So that's Amazing. It goal. sounds so exciting. So obviously the skin nerd, you can go and find out. I'm going to book in for um, yes, a we're going to bu- We'll book you in. Are we going to fix my dark circles, Jennifer? Just tell me now. I don't want to lie, but we'll definitely make a difference to the health of your skin. But then we'll talk about other things you can do as well. But okay, I do perfect. generally believe looking after your skin inside, we need you to start drinking water and going to the toilet would be I a really good start. Okay. No, no, not vitamin K. Anything, I was listening. Vitamin A. Very good, very good. Vitamin A, fatty acids and fish. I've learned so much. And I think the lads have learned stuff as well. Are you going to keep using soap? Yes. Oh, controversial. I'll have to do more digging, I suppose. Maybe I have to book him. You have to go for a consult and join our nerdy network dear McCronin yeah we're going to get him to have a consult with you as well and then I think we should follow your skincare journey we'll do journey. before and after photograph yeah, we'll that's do. what we'll do we will yeah. you have to sign signs not looking so enthusiastic yeah. guys yeah. I think it's looking delighted he's <laughs> mortified right now that is all the time we have for now thank you so much to my guests Jennifer Rock and Sarah Hanrahan Shane Dempsey was on sound dear McCronin was helping us out and I was mortifying him apologies I'm Neve Marr and we will chat to you next week <laughs> <laughs>